Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh my gosh, Stacy. Devin, I am full of food and beer. Mm, that sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds good. delightful. Yeah, I um, we've been doing the work from home thing, and we are having to return to the office on Monday. So, oh, and it's also, um, of course, this will be right after Valentine's Day, but we're recording it right before Valentine's Day. Yes. Um, and so we were like, well, we should do something for Valentine's Day, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Valentine's Day is a very, like, low-key holiday that we don't really care about, but we, you know, like, feel like you should do something for it. Right. uh, Acknowledge it. Right, exactly. And uh, and the the weather was really nice here. It was, like, 66 degrees. Nice. um, Which was beautiful. Uh, Mm -hmm. And some of them, we were like, hey, CRB has some new food. We're going to go to CRB and eat and um and drink beers and we'll just go a little early and i can work from crb um and so i took my work laptop and got some some day beers and (laughs) and did did some work so that was uh that was my last work from home day oh i'm so jealous i used to in my old job i used to be able to uh, well i worked from home on more days and i used to be able to sit on the back patio and yes yes So, oh, I miss those times. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, weather will get better, and I'm sure you'll have some work from home days, and then you'll be able to do that again in your new area, right? Because you do have a back porch Yeah, patio, patio, back patio, yeah. So, you know, it can happen Yeah, yeah, that's true. That'll that'll be good, and I won't have the annoying neighbors. Our neighbors in Illinois were, like, the most annoying. They had, I don't even know how many kids, (laughs) like, seven I don't know if they had seven kids, but I think there were seven kids living there. And oh, my God. Yeah, the kids would just, like, yell and scream. All- they were not well-behaved kids. <laughs> they would yell and scream all day, and they would come in and out of the back door, which would go, like, squeak every time they opened it. Uh-huh. And the dad was a busybody, and it was just, it was <laughs> not great living next to them. But uh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We lived next to, the family we lived next to in um, Knoxville when we lived over there by Easttown Mall, uh, yeah. they had five kids, and they were the best kids ever. Like, right. they were saints. I don't know. Yeah. The whole family. Yeah. So. I don't know. If you live next door to me, you would think that I had seven kids, despite the fact that I only have <laughs> two. And only one of them actually makes all of that noise. So, you know, um, it's... <clears throat> you have three kids. <laughs> children <laughs> yeah that's true that's true ashlyn uh ashlyn still even though she's the one now that comes into like when i'm working from home i'll be mm-hmm. like you know in the middle of whatever sometimes in the middle of meetings and she'll like come in and just like stand in my office and just like <laughs> hang out it just i'm like what are you doing <laughs> she's just like she just made like playing on her phone just standing behind me <laughs> what <laughs> wow it's not please yeah not? yeah you need a lock for that door I, well i think i do have one I'm looking at it. Yeah, I do. I just don't ever think to lock it. <laughs> <sighs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But um, what are what are you drinking? So I am back on Devin's Boda Box bullshit. Hell yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got me addicted now. Now it's yep. just gonna. Now we're just gonna have to eliminate this question because the answer is just gonna be <laughs> we're all drinking Black Hawk. Um, shoot, Black, Nighthawk, Nighthawk Night, Black. Yes, Night. I always get that wrong. Nighthawk Black <laughs> Bourbon Barrel Sauvignon, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Cabernet, whatever. I obviously don't have the box with me. Well, I just love, actually, the, the new, the new shtick will be that we'll try to say it, but we'll say it something different each time. Each so every it's time, like, yeah. It's actually like we're drinking a different wine. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm, I am drinking the same, even though earlier, <laughs> earlier when I was at the brewery, I did try some new, some new brews oh. and, oh, what was it called? Oh, now I've had to look it up really fast. Um, but it was like a porter that was, um, it, which, you know, I love porters cause I love dark beers, mm-hmm. but it was like a blueberry porter. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, very delicious. Let mm-hmm. me see if it will give me a, a I saw they released two beers is. today. Was it one of the new ones? Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the new ones. Um, is it even going to be here in this list of things? No, no, it's not. <laughs> fudge anyway i'll figure it out and then i'll come back to it but yeah it was like the blueberry something something <laughs> i can tell you because it was on their instagram blueberry or blues berry porter which is yes. a porter with blueberry and coffee yes 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 and i will tell you the coffee is legit um because i drank two of them i think um mm-hmm. And then later in the evening, I realized that my peat smelled like coffee. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was not expecting that, but uh, okay. Right. Yeah. So legit, there is coffee in that border. <laughs> nice. Well, I, uh, so that brewery that we go to around here, Crooked Crab, they yeah. have a, a coffee beer and I just, they let me try it one day and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. But then I thought. Does this like, I was wondering, and I asked, and they didn't know, I asked how much caffeine it had in it, because right. obviously, if I'm sitting there drinking at like eight o'clock at night and drinking the equivalent of a coffee, I'm like, I will never go to bed. You people right. don't understand. <laughs> it's um, like, the, so, it will not be canceled out by the amount of alcohol in this particular beverage. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, so I didn't end up drinking it, but it was so good. So yeah, that's good. So do you, did you feel more hyper or does caffeine affect you at all? Caffeine does not affect me. I have discovered that caffeine has zero effect on me. I will get up, (laughs) I will drink a cup of coffee, and then I'll go and immediately lay down and sleep for another three or four hours. (laughs) (laughs) It has no effect on me at all. Um, That uh, that happened one uh, one weekend day. I guess it was last weekend. Um, I got up with the kids. I got them, you know, I had breakfast. I think I even did some yoga. Like it was like a really great, you know, got my coffee, started mm-hmm. my day. And then I, after they were like settled and doing whatever I went, I made the mistake after I drank a whole cup of coffee to go lay back in the bed with the dogs. I was like, Oh, I feel so comfy conk. And I like immediately <laughs> fell asleep. And then I stayed asleep for like three hours. <laughs> Like Thomas got up and took care of the kids so I could just sleep. I guess I needed wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I apparently coffee does not affect me at all, and <laughs> I I knew that from like drinking because I'll drink a Coke or something at night and like mm-hmm. it, same thing. Oh yeah. Um. So apparently I just I'm impervious. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> I have an immunity. Yeah. James is the same way. I, I've literally seen him drink a monster energy drink and then go to bed immediately yep. after finishing it. Yeah, I think what? I could do the same. I don't know. I wonder, uh, so my mom drank caffeine, well, she drank uh, Pepsi like crazy, mm-hmm. um, which I probably have said before on this podcast. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but um, she, you know, and, and I don't know, I, I have no idea. I can't say if like when she was pregnant with me in the late 70s, if it was mm-hmm. like not a, like, you know, they didn't know that caffeine had adverse effects on oh. um, kids or if my mom just didn't care i don't know but either yeah. way she continued to drink that same amount of caffeine while she was pregnant with me um so maybe i just got so much of it like when when my when my little cells were developing yeah they were just like seeped in caffeine to such a degree <laughs> that like uh it's it's just never uh, it's fine <laughs> yeah I wonder if James is the same way because his mo- his mom is obsessed with Diet Cokes, so it oh. could be a similar. I don't know if she was then. Obviously, I didn't know her. Right, but, right. Uh, yeah, I know now that she, you know, she's one of those people. I gotta have my Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah. See, okay. So, uh, Follow up question. Mm-hmm. We need to. We need to ask. You need to have James ask his mom. Yes. Okay. Did we'll do. <laughs> because I want to know. This could be. This could be a whole new like study. This could be yeah. a. Uh, I could be doing some cool research now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, are you doing okay outside of what you're drinking and in everything? It's area. You hanging in there? Yep, I'm hanging in here. I am definitely glad it's Friday, and we're going to um, for val. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're recording on Friday. You're listening to this on Tuesday. Sorry, people. Right. You got <laughs> a whole another week just, until Friday. Just deal with it. Just deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, but tomorrow for Valentine's Day, this is James's year to plan it, and uh-huh. um, we are going to the zoo here to do a, you know, it's a Valentine's, a special Valentine's thing, and uh-huh. the really funny thing is, so we did this in Knoxville, uh, same thing, a Valentine's Day special thing at the zoo, and right. it was called like Jungle Love or something. <laughs> then we did a virtual thing last year in Illinois um, with the zoo, and it was called Birds and the Bees. And so these uh-huh. are very like cutesy, very nice little. Oh no! Um, oh no! Things. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Baltimore's <laughs> thing is Sex at the Zoo. <laughs> it's just like, yep, doing some sex at the zoo. Okay, but um, no, so- it's not actually sex at the zoo. It's not actually. It's just <laughs> it's just animal animal sex facts. Um, while drinking, you know they uh, they have hors d'oeuvres and little desserts, and you get it's an open it's an open bar, which you know it's three well, hours of an open bar, Devin. Oh my and, gosh! Um, I don't know if I've ever told the story of the <laughs> open bar wedding that I went to, but needless to say, it uh, I don't remember all of it. So right, we'll, right. We'll see how that goes tomorrow. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, you know, if it's called sex at the zoo. Um, and they have an open bar. I feel like there's at least some level, if not of expectation, (laughs) then of anticipation that these things may happen. I told, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I told James, I was like, I bet you it's really like a swinger party. (laughs) 
It's like we're walking into a swinger party because, and they want you. He didn't know this at the time that he booked it, but it's business attire. So like you're dressed uh, fancy. You got uh-huh. an open bar. They're going to be uh-huh. talking about all this sex stuff. And yeah, I'm like, James, what did you sign us up for again? We're in Baltimore now. Don't you remember? <laughs> Swingers at the zoo. That's right. That's right. So yeah, it's just called sex at the zoo. No cutesy title. Man. No nothing. Just okay. Well, sex I'm, at the zoo. I, I'm going to have to follow up with you next week on this. I'm <laughs> okay. I am completely fascinated as to what this is going to end up being because uh, I can only, <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. I can only imagine the, the, uh, most, um, inappropriate things. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, uh, that will be at least more entertaining than, uh, just going to CRB <laughs> and true. working. Yeah, that's true. It was like not necessarily the the best fat, but the food was really good. Um, yeah. And yeah. the beer was good. And it's, I don't know. I really like, of course, we've talked about this before. Glen uh, Trevor Brewery is, yes. is, is just such an awesome place to go. It's very, I don't know. There's no place. I don't feel like there's a place like it. I feel like it's no. its own like, yeah. unique thing. I mean, we were trying to talk about it. Like we were trying to describe it. And we we're like, there's, you know, there's like a little bit of like, you know, sort of like, um, uh, you know, punky, queer kind of like, just like a, just a dab, just like a little yep. dab of it. And yep. then you got, you know, a whole bunch of just like local country people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, it's just, it's, and then you have like a little bit of hipster. It's just like a little bit of everything, but it's, but it all works together and everyone is so freaking nice. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it makes and me happy. And the setup is really nice with the little pond there. Yes. And, then, and I don't know if they've reopened, but upstairs, oh, the upstairs part, but the upstairs, they have a bar up there and it's just yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like the perfect little space for it. Um, yeah. And I don't know if we've talked about it, but uh, I guess we could describe it. It used to be a TVA building. So yes. TVA, Tennis Val- Tennessee Valley Authority, um, basically, <laughs> I could go off on a whole rant about this. Um, came into the area, <laughs> into Appalachia, uh, to fix everything um, in the 20s, uh, 30s, 20s, 30s, that area, that arena of time, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit in the 40s. Um, and, you know, like... <sighs> Flooded a town. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Just come out with it, Devin. They flooded a town. Flooded a fucking town. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing about it is, is that they, on the one hand, they were really trying, I mean, I do think they were trying to like help because there was lots of like uncontrolled flooding and, you know, yeah. disasters. Yeah. They're trying to help their region. I I, I, I want to believe that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Appalachian is me, the Appalachian is me in me is never going to be like able to forgive them for flooding fucking Butler. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's never gonna, it's never gonna happen. I'm just yeah. always going to be mad about it. <laughs> even okay. though I wasn't even alive and I don't even know anybody who lived in that town. No, you have no no connection whatsoever. <laughs> but I'm going to be really mad about it. <laughs> You're going to be really mad about them providing electricity for an entire city. <laughs> they had to flood a whole fucking town to do it. Yeah, uh, and the town. Anyway. And, uh, you know, let's, I don't know, but the town was probably like five buildings. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> It wasn't like a settlement. An entire- I mean, it was a settlement, but it wasn't like a subdivision. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Old Butler. My um, 
Watauga. Watauga Lake, I guess, is what did it. Ah. Butler Museum tells the story of the town that wouldn't drown. Oh. Um, yeah, I'll uh, put that in show notes. Okay. Oh, there was the, more. There was, there was like a, there were some churches. I see a picture. Yeah. There really, there was, but there was, you know, there was like a... <laughs> A uh, little town. You know what I mean? Like a yeah, Kate's I mean, it Cove was a, little town. It was a tiny town, but yeah. Um, anyway, I'm never going to um, It's fine. The funny thing is my dad <laughs> used to work in the building that Clint River is in because he worked for TVA. Um, uh-huh. And so they would do, that's really? where they processed. Yeah. Oh that's my where, God. Oh my God. We were wondering what it was like before it became a brewery. So you could tell us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't tell you, but Dad can. But he. Um, We're gonna have him on. I'm gonna interview him about his experience in the TV. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, they used to take out um, samples in the um, river there, and they core samples. So you know, they pull out like go down and get the whole dirt, mud, dirt, everything. Right. Yeah. The and they would store them in the refrigerators. And he was looking around. He was like, these are probably the same refrigerators. I don't know for sure. I don't want to say, you know, <laughs> they are. But he was probably like, these are probably the same refrigerators that we put our core samples in. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, they no. didn't, The nice. And I think that's part of what gives it its charm is like they didn't do a whole lot of remodeling no. or anything. It's like. No, It's still the old TVA building. Yes. Um, with a brewery inside <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. They just made it work. Yeah. So um, yeah. anyone who ever comes into the Knoxville area, I highly recommend Clinch River Brewery mm-hmm. in, in near in Norris. Uh, yeah. Norse Dam State Park. Norse Dam State They close Park. at nine, though, because they're because they're in the state park. Boundaries, Is that why? They, OK. Yeah. I was wondering. They, yeah, they they um, it was hard for them to get the approval to have the built to have the business there. And p- one of the conditions is that they had to close by nine because they didn't want, you know, rowdy stuff happening. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I was wondering. I was like, I wonder what kind of, um, you know, like zoning or what yeah. kind of like yeah. approval. Because you like pass the sign that literally says no alcoholic beverages past this point. And yeah. it's like, oh, I'm going to the brewery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In the state they, park. Yeah. <laughs> that you can buy crowlers and growlers so you could totally just buy one and then you know go to your cabin and drink your crowler i may or may not have during the pandemic uh (laughs) purchased some beer and then went to the out overlook and drank it in the back of the car i'm (laughs) just gonna be honest uh that may that may have happened Uh (laughs) uh-huh see see but anyway that was that was a that was a long tangent (laughs) and that's not even that's not even what we're talking about today no it's not not at all (laughs) because we're gonna talk about Encanto yes but we're not gonna talk about Bruno nah you don't talk about Bruno no 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 (laughs) no 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 um so some so i think everybody in the world uh is talking about encanto so like yes what's the difference between us talking about it well because we're fun and <laughs> you're listening to us because you like us uh That's so right. obviously you want to hear our hot takes um <laughs> <laughs> yes but uh to kind of give us a little bit of like background as to to how we came to <laughs> encanto Yes. Um, the uh, so I don't. When even did it come out? I'm not even sure exactly when it was released, but it's been out for a while. I mean, not like a long while, but I don't know, a couple months or so, maybe. Um, and I had heard no, like, November twenty fourth, two thousand one. Yeah. Okay, so, so there you go. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so people had seen it, and people were talking about it, and I was like, 
you know <laughs> yeah like whatever yeah and like i um i have a really bad another tangent um <laughs> i have a history of being like being somebody who who yucks on people's yums whenever it comes yeah. to things that are that are popular uh-huh. um i think that it comes from growing up as like you know and a counter countercultural you yes. know goth kid or whatever and i'm just like well, if everybody else likes it then that's just dumb I don't want to right the, yeah the stupid people or everybody wants to watch the thing i don't want to watch it like you know yeah. and that's not that's not cool um it's real i've gotten much better about it in my in my old age <laughs> but mm-hmm. i'm in the process which we'll talk about later when we do our recap for the month of like digitizing a lot of my old videos and mm-hmm. so every once in a while i run across like me talking about something from like 2000 or you know and i'm like such a little bitch <laughs> Well, I never. You guys are talking about songs I've never heard of before, and you know, I don't know why you like P Diddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why was well. I such a bitch? Wow. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I obviously was a media snob, yes. and I've gotten much better. But <laughs> there's still a part of me that whenever something new comes out and there's a resounding excitement about it, <laughs> I like immediately get resistant, and I'm like. likes it i don't really want to watch it everybody else is watching it yeah so um because of that i didn't watch it until like the end of january (laughs) yeah well yeah and i just watched it like last week right right (laughs) because you and all literally all of my friends were talking about it and i was like fine but you know what's funny i kind of have that same reaction sometimes too and i and i don't know why because i did not I was not counterculture. I, right. um, you know, I wasn't a popular kid or I didn't, I'm not someone that does go along with the popular thing. Um, right, right. But I also am not one that bucks it just a bucket. I don't know. Do I bucket just a bucket? I mean, I literally don't <laughs> cuss because everyone else, like my little reason for not cussing was because is, everyone else was cussing because it was cool. Right. Well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you mm. are. Maybe this is mm. a part of your personality. Maybe this is why we're friends. <laughs> Maybe it is. I'm like, like, I'm going to be cool without being cool. Right, you know, like, exactly. that's what, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway. I was uncool before uncool was cool. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, because um, I actually um, had the same reaction. Well, okay. Because this was, the music in this was written by Lynn manuel Miranda. Yes. Who, yes. Uh, you know, obviously did Hamilton. And yes. I resisted Hamilton for a long time because right, it blew right. up so much. And I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's like everyone's <laughs> making a big deal out of it, whatever. Uh, and, um, and now, like, I just watched Hamilton for the third time, which is what kind of led me to watching this because I was watching Hamilton and then I was like, oh, he wrote this, he wrote the music to this. And then you all were just talking about, like, how much you love it. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to watch it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that's really funny. One of us. Yeah, yeah, one of us. (laughs) And honestly, what caused me to finally give in was that, I guess it was the middle of of January because it was right when, it was right before the kids went to homeschool because they had started, the kids at school had started singing 
the Encanto songs. Mm-hmm. And so Kes and Kai were like, well, we want to watch this movie because everybody's singing the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, watch the movie. <laughs> Fine. And so I put it on and wasn't even paying much attention to it and then got sucked in. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and then it was all over after that. Yeah. Um, and really, the trailer, I don't think, does a good job. And I don't know how they could do it better because the story is so... It isn't that there's like some huge, like hook, you know? Right. Like, it's yeah. Just, like it's just a good movie, and so to me, I watched the tra- I literally watched the trailer probably like four times before even watching it. Before you guys talked about it, just to even be like, do I want to watch this? And I was like, no, you know, like it was like right, right. Nothing about the trailer does nothing for me. But yeah. you guys were talking about it so much, and I was like, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was, um, I wasn't too impressed with the trailer either. And people were just like, oh, it's, but it's really good. And I was like, what, why is it good? I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand (laughs) what it's about. But, um, and I guess now we could just kind of get into, into our reactions, uh, to it. Um, because the thing about it is that it's like a super nuanced story. It's not... You know, there's there is a point in which it's like this. It is about you know a magical family and mm-hmm. a magical house, and mm-hmm. everybody has a power. Um, you know, and yada yada yada. Except for poor um, uh, Mirabelle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like so, there is like an actual fantasy story, but that is not what the movie is about. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> and. Um, and so I, and you don't know that until you're like in the middle of it. And then you're like, why am I crying? And that <laughs> yeah, <was> exactly. <laughs> so that was like, my thing is like, I was watching, I was getting sucked into this. The kids were watching it. I was getting sucked in and like, I was crying. I just found myself crying all the time. <laughs> Every, everything, every song I would just be like, Wah. and, um, to the point where like, and like at the end of the movie, I was sobbing like i was like shaking sobbing like i was oh my gosh like, really real and i never cry at movies like thomas is the one who cries at movies not me <laughs> yeah um and so kes was like freaking out <laughs> are you okay yeah <laughs> i'm like i'm sorry i can't help it this movie has like affected me in a big way <laughs> um and then uh and then i made thomas watch it because i wanted to talk to um and uh and then i just did, did the same thing where i watched it again and just like cried the whole time it was oh man yeah so i yeah it had a very intense effect on me from an emotional uh standpoint wow. so yeah what about your like what was your just like general reaction to it when you watched it yeah i definitely had some emotional bits in it and um and Especially, I don't know. So what really kind of got me mm-hmm. was that um, very early on was that uh, what her name Mirabella is that her name Mirabella Mirabella right? Mir- Mirabella 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 yeah I was trying to <laughs> hold on I, I should have looked up a whole list of the characters because I, yeah there's a bunch of different characters I got this Mirabelle 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 okay yeah Mirabelle yeah. Mirabelle is so like positive and so uh-huh. like she is so supportive and positive even though like in the rest of the family's eyes she's like this failure and she has not 
let it phase her in the slightest. Not that she doesn't have problem, you know, issues because right, obviously, right. Like, but like, um, she just is like, I don't know. It's just that the fact that she persistently so positive throughout the whole thing, no matter what everyone else thinks or says or treat how they treat her. Um, right, right, is, yeah. You know, she's still so positive. And like, so that got me. And then, you know, just the love and support that she's showing the, um, I don't, was it a little brother or the little boy that's, it's his birthday that he's getting his gift. And yes. like they were sharing the room and she like hid and cuddled him, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And then um, also the, um, the strong sister, Louisa. Yes. Yes. Her song got uh-huh. me too. Yes. Um, and I think I probably because I relate a little bit to that. Not that I'm the older sister because that, you know, whatever, but that I, I, I think often people that present as strong and, and emotionally or um, not just physically, but emotionally or uh, like at work, like if you have your star player um, that right. always is great and gets things done. And then so you're so the boss's inclination is just, oh, we'll just put more on them. And right, they don't course, worry yes. about what's going on, you know, or if they're about to break. It's just like, oh, they're strong. Put more on them. And right. uh, so I think that got me a lot. And so, yeah, I definitely found my I, w- I didn't find myself like crazy sobbing like you're talking about. <laughs> Not crazy like you're crazy. I just meant crazy as in like a lot amount. Right. Uh, sh- right. Shaking sobbing is what you said. Yes. Shaking, shaking sobbing. sobbing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't go quite that far, but definitely uh you know, tears and and stuff like that and it was just like but it was like a good it was a warm warm cry, not a not a sad cry, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 It was a therapeutic cry for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um but yeah, that song was like the first time that I teared up because I was just like Oh my God, I understand what that's like, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, it was, uh, and it was just so good. It was just so good. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, all right. So that was like your your initial reaction was just like, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, that was, so like I was watching it and I was, my first reaction the first time when I was going through it was, was relating to so many characters and, mm. and to the, like the situations that they were in or the problems that they had or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, and then it was, um, like having this, my first reaction to it was, um, almost like gifted kid syndrome, right? Like mm-hmm. you grow up, you're, you're, you know, a brilliant kid. You've got a gift, you know, you've got mm-hmm. some type of thing that makes you special. Um, mm-hmm. and like when I was a kid, I was a certified gifted child and I, you know, went to all the classes and I, you know, everybody had all these big dreams for me and I, you know, had won all these awards and I was supposed to do all these big, awesome things. And, uh, there was a real feeling that like, if I didn't do those things, then what use am I? Right. Oh, and so yeah. at the end when like the whole lesson was, you are more than just your gift. It was just like, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Am I? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> so, um, so that was like a huge thing for me because, uh, I, it was just, it just hit me really hard. Mm-hmm. So that was like my first, my first pass on it was yeah. thinking about it in those terms. Um, but then after I'd watched it, I 
started reading, there were a lot, a lot of articles came through my feed, you know, people having seen it or whatever, about like how there is so much, uh, such a good treatment of like family trauma and how it affects um, different family members mm-hmm. in the actual story. And like, if you actually do a reading of it from that point of view and you're like watching it with that in mind, you have this understanding of, you know, you have um, Abuela who mm-hmm. had severe war trauma that mm-hmm. basically like caused her to um, not be able to, you know, to like try to control everything and try to make everything perfect all the time. Right. Yeah. To, to the point of not being able to extend love to her kids. And mm-hmm. because of that, like there was this ripple effect where all of these, um, you know, all these, the members of this family had problems, had like something broken in them because of this trauma. Like the house itself was broken. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even though everybody was trying to fix it. And so it was just like, once I went into it after having read a couple of these articles, which I'll link about in, um, in show notes, it was like a whole different, perspective that made me cry again (laughs) because it was like oh my gosh you know yes I know what that's like I know what it's like to have a strong you know um matriarch in the family who expects everyone (laughs) to hold the family together um and you know how much pressure that is and then I also know what it's like to be kind of like Maribel and try to make everybody happy and try to make everybody feel good and be like the healer almost uh, trying Mm -hmm. to do that. I also know what it's like to be Isabella and, you know, you have to be perfect and people are expecting you to be like this awesome thing. And Mm -hmm. if you do anything that's not, you know, helping the family or you're following your own dreams, like then you're, um, you know, you're, (laughs) <laughs> a bad person basically. Yeah. And, um, and so that hit me too. Cause like that was in many ways when I ended up pregnant with Ashlyn, like that was when, <laughs> that was when my cactus bloomed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, cause I got into college and I was doing all the stuff that I was supposed to do. And then, you know, I just completely did things my own way and got pregnant and, then I had a little cactus. <laughs> um, and, you know, and so I like... Wait, I, is there a cactus in the movie? Or where is this... Where is this... Um, whenever... Well, I think it's a analogous. Um, whenever she has her song, um, uh, she first... Oh, yeah, yes. There's like yes. a little cactus that plump, that blooms up. But she's like, yes. look, it's something new. Um Okay, yes, that's okay. I get you now. I'm thinking, where's this analogy coming so from? But I get you. Okay. Yeah. Cactus. I yeah, I I really liked that um like I guess like st- st- plot story whatever. Yes, you know, yes. like her, yeah, I really liked that. About yeah. Her. I did too. Um and then there was just like, you know, so I there were things I identify with and then there were other things that felt very um that i that i'd seen happen in my family right like you have 
um, the the one that withdraws. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I didn't even think about that until I started reading all these articles. And I was like, oh crap, that's my brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like my brother literally, um, you know, just decided that we were all crazy and peaced out. Like he just left the family for mm. uh, like five or six years. He was just completely gone. And, um, you know, and I was like, that's just, that's okay. No, I'm, I'm, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, and then me and my family, (laughs) I like literally moved away and I was just like, you guys got drama. I'm leaving. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, oh, I also often, uh, identify with Peppa, the one that's like, uh, always try to get in control of her emotions. And oh, yeah. Because <laughs> her weather, it causes weather to go crazy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, clear skies, clear skies, to try to, like, calm herself down. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. because she's trying to be in control of it all the time. It just never happens for her. Yeah. Um, I think you could almost be the other one, too, that has the hypersensitive hearing, because I think pe- people probably... Um, bend your ear a lot on things because that's true you are that, yeah you know you're like oh what's going on with you or tell me about what's going you know whatever right. so uh people probably tell you a lot and then you so you carry that burden of knowing all the things all the time that is true that is true um and that i mean that is that is one of the things that i one of the roles i had in the family right mm-hmm. yeah in, in my actual family was right. i was the one that people would come to and confide in and then i was like well what the hell do i do with all that yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, thank you for giving me all this stuff to worry about. <laughs> right? Yeah. Fix it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I'm also. I, I also am that nosy. Just for the record, I really <laughs> do always want to know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so. I liked that character's little when like she would talk and then she'd go, mm. and then she like I don't know yeah. what it was about the little squeak or why they even I put know. it in there, it but. Was so I know. It really was. I loved it. She'd just be like, I know. <laughs> and then she'd look right away. I don't know. It was perfect. I loved it. She was adorable. She was absolutely she was. adorable. She really was. So, I mean, that's just like some of the examples that I saw going through it. And I was like, this is just amazing. Um, and then, so as I was watching it, the thing that struck me or the thing that made me feel so good about the movie was that it was dealing with family trauma it was dealing with like the 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 mental health effects right of mm-hmm. having to to deal with a history of you know something traumatic happening right mm-hmm. um but at the end of the day everybody loved the family and everybody loved each other and like even yeah. bruno who was like in hiding and in exile in the fucking walls of the house. Yeah. Spending his time fixing the cracks so that nobody had to worry. Yeah. It's just like, ah. (laughs) Um, And the second, I hadn't realized the first time I watched it. So the last time I watched it, um, I hadn't noticed that he had set himself a little like place at the table. Yeah. um, he has that like hole he watches people yeah. sitting at the table to eat and mm-hmm. then he made his own little place setting like <laughs> i know i was just like oh bruno buddy <laughs> yeah his story is he's so it's so sad yes it really really is it yeah. absolutely is 
which I hated the grandma. Like, I know that we're so, she's the kind of quote-unquote villain in this. And right. um, we're supposed to not like her or, you know, we're supposed to get right. negative vibes from her. But I, like, irrationally hated her because of the way that she – Because I saw the – like, I, I, I'm learning, especially, um, like, especially at work. Like, I, I think this is where it's coming out more. Like, I'm realizing it more. But uh-huh. um, respect is such a huge thing for me. And uh-huh. so if someone comes across as, like, you know, not respecting somebody or kind of, you know, yells at or talks to somebody down in some way, I will put them in their place. I don't care who they are. And I will yeah. put them in their place. And so every time, especially every time that she talked to uh, Mirabelle, um, you know, it was, like, so negative and so, like, just totally off base. And I hated her. I hated the grandma. So that's so interesting because mine was just like, oh, that's how grandmas are, right? <laughs> no! My grandma was the most lovable, compassionate. I mean, just, like, the best. She was a saint. Right. Like, she, yeah, like, I, like she never said a bad thing about anybody ever. And she that's never. That's awesome. Yeah, she was the best lady in the world. I'm pretty sure that they modeled a, a abuela in this movie after my grandmother. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would have I would have punched my grandmother if that was my grandmother. Oh my gosh. But she was cuz I mean it was just like that was the the way that she was. You she had so much love for her family, like she really did. Mm-hmm. But also like there was this expectation that you, you know, you had this this big weight on your shoulders too to like keep the family going and you had an obligation to protect and put your energy into being the best person that you can be and keeping things together. Right. And yeah. uh, if you stepped out of line or if you didn't fall into place or if you challenged the way that things were, um, you know, then she would kind of think that you were bizarre and she wasn't like, um, you know, she would much like that abuela, she wouldn't like yell at you or like call you horrible names, but it was just like this very, um, sort of like, yeah, you, you're just, why are you always in the way? Why are you doing this? Why yeah. do you look so, why do you wear black all the time? Why, why don't you eat more food? Why are you eating so much food? Why are you, why yeah. are you so heavy? Why are you so skinny? Like every, you couldn't, nothing you could do. Whenever right. Maribel is like, nothing I could do, nothing any of us can do can make you happy. I was like, yes, that's exactly yeah. it. And yeah. I mean, you know, but again, that, I think that was why I loved it because I have such a complicated, <laughs> Sorry, this is me going off on some some really deep stuff uh, and probably sharing things. But hey, you know what? Everybody's nobody's actually around anymore, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, my uh, my grandmother had a really terrible temper whenever she was young. I mean, she still had a pretty bad temperature when she was older too, but she mellowed out quite a bit. Um, and uh, apparently, like she would lose her temper with the kids in throw things and hit them. And oh, wow. Yeah, so she, like, broke my aunt's fingers. Oh, my God. Um, so, you know, so she did some things that weren't so great. Um, and the thing that was always really interesting was, like, I was explaining this to Thomas, and I was like, but it's my grandmother, and I love her. And he was just like, how can... I'm having a really hard time, <laughs> like, understanding yeah. 
how you can continue to love somebody who was capable of doing something that terrible. And right. I was like, you know, what? it's family, you know, and I get that it was, she did not do a good thing. And I don't, you know, I don't condone that behavior. Um, but like, she had a really rough upbringing herself. And, uh, you know, she was doing the best that she could. And so there's always been like this, um, this weird dynamic in my heart between like dealing with the fact that I had parental figures in my life who I love so much, who were also capable of being so terrible. Yeah. (laughs) It's a, it was always very complicated. And so the thing that I loved and what like Encanto allowed me to do was to accept both a yes, (laughs) your family can be really terrible and B there's still love there and there's still love in the family. And in the end, that's what makes everything okay. Like you can, as long as you're able to address the real problems and move forward, like you can actually heal from that and work on healing Mm -hmm. from that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why I heavy sobbed at the (laughs) end. Yeah, that that explains a lot. Um, Cause that's interesting because, um, okay, so two things. So one, um, when you were talking about your grandma was that way because you felt like she, you know, had to hold the family together and stuff like that. So when I said that my grandmother was a saint and, uh, you know, the nicest person in the world, that was my um, paternal grandmother. Right, right. That side was very different. That side, um, you know, she, they had, she was still married. She had been, they had gotten together in like, um something stupid like first grade or something and had been together ever since first grade. So a very solid family, very uh, good foundation. Not that they didn't have their own drama because my uncle killed himself. I don't know if I was even born or if I was born, it was very early in my, so I never met him. I wasn't, you know, um, and so, yes, they definitely had their own problems. Don't get me wrong. Right. But right. but my dad has always been very independent. There's never been that, okay, we have to support the family. We have to do any, like, nothing, right? It was just right. a normal kids get jobs, get married, move out, whatever. Now, on my maternal grandmother's side, that's a different story. That is my, uh, my, so my mamma on that side got divorced at some i don't know when and then got remarried and there were five kids between the two marriages the second marriage was still very rocky like he was known for cheating on her Ooh. and like they would have like these just crazy i don't know why they didn't get divorced because obviously she got divorced the first first time so it wasn't that she was right distant. but you know they would have these crazy fights and um all the kid not all the kids but one of the kids um is like an alcoholic and who i think is dead at this point i don't even i mean that side of the family i don't even really keep up with but right, right. um you know like um that side of the family is all just very like there, there's just even more drama but that was the the um mother was the person that was really supporting the family and keeping the family together like uh my, like on my paternal side my grandmother you know she had piddly jobs but it was my papal that was supporting the family and right doing right stuff, right yeah my maternal grandmother she was the one earning the money doing everything where my dad or my grandfather was who knows where and she was the one that was more stern and was more like has a reputation of being hateful like my mm-hmm. mom 
was so scared to tell her like she was going to get married and I don't know if she just didn't even tell her she was going to get married or if she didn't tell her she didn't have a dress but there was like this whole story of like my mom was just going to wear like this you know just Sunday dress that she had and because she was scared to tell her own mother yeah she needed a dress and my grandmother found out and was like are you crazy we're going shopping and finding you a dress right now you know and so she found her one and you know she took care of her and stuff like that so there was a lot of unwarranted fear but there was also fear which why was there fear right 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 um so i think that's interesting when you say like your grandmother was kind of felt the stress and pressure of holding the family together and i think that's what was seen on the maternal side for me too right um now that grandmother was never hateful to me but that's just what she you know, she was had that reputation, right? Right, right. So the, maybe there's a connection there of the pressures of holding the family together. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you said that I wanted to comment on was when you're talking about these people that can do these terrible things, but, you know, in the end, you're like, you still love them because you're like, oh, it's family. And I don't know why, but I don't, I don't have that mentality on things of yeah. it's family. I, I know. I don't care if it's blood or not. <laughs> like, for me, there still has... Maybe it goes back to the respect again. I don't know. Right. But, like, just because someone is family means nothing. And I don't... Well, I shouldn't say it means nothing to me. It isn't that it means nothing. But I think that you can cut people off because... Even though they're family. If they right. deserve to be cut off. Maybe they get more chances than other people do. Right. Um, than strangers do. But so I wonder where that comes from that the whole mentality of because I feel the same way about my well, um, maybe I shouldn't. Say this <laughs> maybe I'll make a note and we'll talk about this other example that I'd like to talk about. Okay, just in yes. case. Yes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I've had thoughts in my head like, oh, th- these this this person's not going to like that person. And then they end up loving them just because it's like puppies, man. Puppies will love you no matter what. You know, that's what I like about dogs. Right. Because right. They always love you. But so- sometimes I don't understand it. So um, mm-hmm. I wonder where that mentality comes from and why I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't necessarily know if it's a healthy thing. To be perfectly honest. No, um, you're right. In this example, know, at least, it's not a healthy thing. Right, right. You know, and my grandmother, I, mean, I also should back up and say, I mean, my grandmother did poke at me about different things and made me feel like I needed to be perfect. But, you know, she was still, like, really loving and very giving to me as a parental figure. Yeah. So she never threw things at me or broke my fingers or, um, you know, scared me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there. Uh, that's an important a distinction to make that she had changed by the time I had come around. Okay, um, yeah. So, but that being said, like, <laughs> there's still a whole history <laughs> of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'll never forget, I don't know if I ever told you this, but whenever she was in the nursing home and I had come to visit her and let her know I was pregnant with Kai, I just found out, and it was right after my mom passed away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I was like, Hey, you know, guess what? I'm pregnant. I'm going to have another baby. And I was like, you know, thinking it'd be great news. And she just like looked at me with like this, <laughs> this look of sadness and sorrow. And she was just like, I wish you hadn't done that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, I 
Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> like she came around to the idea before she passed away, but it was just. I wish you hadn't done that. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of is that? <laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes those people have no. Those old people Ooh. have no filters. No, that, she definitely did not have filters. Yeah. Um, bless her heart. Uh, but uh, all of that to say, obviously, this movie had a very big, profound effect on me. Um, and I want to talk about two other things. I know we're like running late, but I did want to talk about two other things. Because mm-hmm. there is one thing, because you can, and I'll link these uh, in show notes. There's lots of articles out there that talk about like family trauma and how different fa- different family members represent different reactions to trauma. Um, but nobody I can find is talking about one of the ways that uh, is ref- that I feel is reflected in the movie um, that I think is like really interesting and very important for me, which mm-hmm. is, so Mirabelle's mom, whose name escapes me at the moment, I do have a list of characters. Let me see if I find it I just closed it. Dang it. I just had it. Uh, where's, what's her mom's Which name? I actually think is interesting because I didn't think that her mo- mother and father, they're not, they are not in any way memorable characters in this right. um, movie. And that's interesting, especially for a Disney movie when, you know, the mom is usually like, or the mom and dad are usually key players. Right. Um, and yeah, they're not memorable at all. They're mm-hmm. the least memorable characters. Julieta. Julieta is yeah. the, uh, the mom. Okay. So her reaction to trauma is to heal people through food. Oh, and, yeah. And th- I was like, I started thinking about it, and I was like, hold on, just just wait just a minute. Just just hold a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just, let's unpack this. Let's unpack this. And this, this we can maybe talk about on a later episode if I start thinking about it more. But my grandfather, I was very close to my papa. I was my papa's girl. Mm-hmm. Um, he was out of, you know, my the women in my family were very... Um, <laughs> combative. <laughs> yeah. And he was the gentle one. He was the one that cuddled me. He was the one that, uh, you know, would sit me in his lap. He was the one who would, like, take care of me if I felt bad. Like, he was the caretaker person, mm-hmm. um, which I think is why, part of the reason why I feel like I'm non-binary, because my... <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) the gender roles in my life have been completely messed up. But anyway, um, and so, but one of the things he would do is he would, if I was feeling bad, he would give me something to eat. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So if I was feeling, you know, if I got in a fight with Mugger, my grandmother, uh, he would give me, you know, a candy bar or a Mm -hmm. chocolate or, Mm. um, you know, or he would make me fried potatoes or, you know, like he... Or he would just bake a cake for no reason. Like, every single (laughs) act of love almost was, like, accompanied by this gift of sweets, right? Mm -hmm. And so he, um, and and I just, I connect that with Julieta. Because she, like, if something goes wrong, she makes, uh, you know, an arepa or whatever. uh, And then, like, gives it to somebody and then they magically feel better. And so I was just like, wait a second, I need to talk more about this. Like somebody needs, we need to have a discussion about how that 
like explains my really messed up connection with food. Um, and you know how I'm always looking to food for comfort because obviously that was how I was comforted as a child. And, um, no wonder I have such a messed up relationship with it. And, Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't know. I just thought that was really fascinating and I feel like it's worth a greater discussion at some point. Um, yeah, absolutely. And in fact, um, I only fall. I only like really watch one person on YouTube, <laughs> um, and we've talked about it before. It's that Beatrice Caruso person, and right. she had a she had a binge binge eating disorder. And when she started going to therapy, it ended up being uh, kind of the same thing. That was her food was her like comfort thing, and she had a lot of issues with her dad. And so when something would pop up that would kind of like put stress on her or something like that her go-to was to binge eat right um and she kind of worked through that and the last i watched which i'm not completely up to date on her videos i'm about a month behind but um she had actually stopped the binge eating impulses because she had done the therapy to walk through the her dad issues but um yeah i think a lot of times people use food for comfort you know so i'm really surprised that no one has said anything about that right well i think that because people always there's in this goes back to um a lot of the stuff that uh maintenance phase and um aubrey gordon and all of them talk about which is this idea that you know whenever you talk about eating disorders you, you don't talk about where that came from from your family. You talk about that being your responsibility to deal with and control. It's obviously yeah. your fault that you have a problem with eating food. And there's never any talk of, hey, who in your life, you know, decided that they needed to solve all your problems by giving you a candy bar? Yeah, <laughs> like maybe, right. Maybe you should think about that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, so I think that that's what it comes down to. It's like nobody thinks about how how that starts or you know the people in your life that are trying to take care of you and do give you love but they attach that love to food and then that becomes an association for you Mm -hmm. um you know so i don't know anyway i i I, it's definitely that kind of opened up a door for me which i definitely want to explore more just from my own like trying to heal my own relationship with food yeah Um, so, but I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. And then, uh, the only other thing I wanted to quickly talk about was the music. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Which I think goes like needless, like you don't even have to say anything because it's, uh, Lynn M- Manuel Miranda. Miranda. Or yes. I always, I always get the name mixed up, but it's such a complicated name. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, I never can remember. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, I mean, all of it's amazing. Um, in yes the, in the show yeah i um so the thing about i really feel like uh <laughs> Man- manuel 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 lynn, <laughs> lynn miranda lynn. yeah lynn miranda manuel yeah <sighs> that guy yeah that guy <laughs> the hamilton a, guy the hamilton guy i think that he is like an absolute musical genius like on the on the same level as, you know, Beethoven or Shakespeare, or just like, because the stuff that he creates is incredible. And the way that he puts music together and lyrics together, he does this incredible thing with like slant rhyme. Um, Oh yeah. And 
I am just floored every single time. I like it. <laughs> I'm a, I am a word nerd. And when I listen to lyrics from Hamilton or from Encanto and I hear them making these crazy slant rhymes and like it, putting together phrases or lines that you would not think would go together. Um, but then they become this beautiful melody. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's just incredible. And I'm just, I, I get a tingle all over my body from it because it makes me so happy. Um, and I'm going to link in the show notes because something that happens in Hamilton, um, that he does in his music musically is there are like certain repetitive, um, pieces of music and certain repetitive phrases and stuff. And the phrases you're probably used to, like not throw away my shot or, you know, yeah. uh, things like that. And they come up in a lot of different songs to represent people. Um, mm -hmm. But the music also very specifically, uh, like there are like a certain series of notes that are meant to represent different characters. And if you listen really closely, you can hear that like repeated, you know, two or three note, Mm -hmm. whatever coming out every so often in the songs to represent those characters. And yeah. I feel like Encanto does that too, but I'm not as familiar with it yet to be able to be like, yes, that's so-and-so's. But the one yeah. that I do recognize is the, we don't talk about Bruno, which of course is the one that everybody sings. Yeah. Um, and like they, that comes up in several different songs. Like the first song, we don't talk about Bruno. They say mm -hmm. that. And then like, it and whenever Bruno comes back, it's like, so we're going to talk about Bruno, and it's the same musicality that was in the previous song. Um, and so I don't know, it's just, it's really, uh, he's just such a genius. I, I agree. listen to his stuff all day long. <laughs> Agreed, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I get we don't talk about Bruno stuck in my head at least three times a day. <laughs> funny that I, I don't know that it was my least favorite song and maybe this is just me bucking th what everyone likes <laughs> but um i'm not saying it was my least favorite but that one didn't do as much for me as i thought because everyone does sing it i thought right. that would be the one that i attached to but it really wasn't right well like emotionally it's not the song that has the most effect on me but it's like the yeah. catchiest it's the one well, that, like, okay gets stuck in my head um, yeah, yeah. Surf, surface pressure, I think, is probably the one that hits me yeah. the most. From yeah. well, actually, the one that hits me the most is the dos galat. Is that how it is? It's the one that's like the two caterpillars song that's completely in Spanish that happens during the flashback, Abuela's flashback. That oh. song wrecks me. I cannot listen. I can't even like. I'll start to listen to that song and I immediately start to cry and I have to turn it off. Like I cannot listen. Wow. To it. Yeah, and it's in <laughs> yes. Spanish. It's in Spanish, but like, oh, it's incredible. And I don't know. I always watch things on um, with the subtitles on. So mm -hmm. it might, I don't oh. know if they tell you what the words mean. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious about that now uh, of the Spanish song, because like the words of that song, even though it's in Spanish, when you read, read them in English and mm -hmm. you understand what they mean, it's like, this beautiful story about two caterpillars, you know, who grow up and become butterflies and then they, you know, are torn from each other, but they're still drawn to each other. And it's just like, Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, I can't oh. handle this song. Yeah. Um, so God, ah, anyway, 
it's such a good movie. <laughs> it is. It is. Everyone go watch it right now. Right now. If you have not, if you're like the the three people in the world who have not seen Encanto yet. Right. Yeah. Stop what you're doing right now and go see the movie. You will not yes. regret it. I promise. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. I guess that's all I got. I mean, I have lots more to say, but I can, I can stop there. <laughs> I can stop there. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, now that I'm all worked up again, um, <laughs> Do we need to do a part two, a two part on Kanta? No, no, we, no, we don't. I think we're fine. I think we're, yeah, fine. we're fine. I think we, we're I think fine. we, hit, we hit all the big, the big pieces. The yeah. Par, the part two of Encanto will be Devin exploring her uh, um, weird relationship with food. Yeah. <laughs> so, which may not happen next week, but yeah. Um, but I am looking to uh, to explore that. So I'm sure that we, I'm sure it'll come up. Yes. So, all right. Well, Stacy. Yes. I hope that you have a great week. You too, and a good Valentine. Well, you already had your you already had your Valentine ce- yes. uh, celebration, but you know, I actually hope you have a good actual Valentine's Day. I hope you. I hope you enjoy having sex at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. Don't get arrested. That's the only, uh, you know, yeah. if, you, if you guys need to get behind the tiger cage, like, go for it. But uh, just uh, don't don't get arrested. Uh, it's people, gonna be really... people, don't get, people don't get arrested in Baltimore. It's fine. All they do is drive a helicopter around the city, but they don't actually do anything. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right, good. Because I'm just saying it's going to be hard for me to, like, post bail from here. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I will talk to you next week. Okay. Yes. I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho